it really is some bullshit. If if Aporion's not in the top like twenty, then it's a bad pull. Espeon it's and Umbreon wrong. are both there. But how is Vaporeon not? Is Jolteon in there? Uh, not that I saw. Let me scroll up this That's thing. It's a fake ass pull. My name is Matt. My name is Ori. And we're here to talk to you guys about Pokemon a whole bunch. Probably more than you need to talk about it, honestly, but here we are. Yeah, well, we'll try not to keep it too long, but I mean, this is a pilot episode, so it's it's in invariably going to happen. Yeah, that's just, uh, even in even in pilot, like, TV shows and stuff, I feel like the you have to get the worst out of the way before you can get to, oh, you know, anything What's... good. So I think, <laughs> are we gonna I think be we're like on the a... right track. Are we going to be like a Twin Peaks pilot or a Fringe pilot where we're a full hour and a half in length? I'm thinking completely... it's going to be more like one of those really bad sitcoms where one of us is completely removed from the second episode and then we don't mention it at all for the rest of the series. Yeah, yeah, it just completely disappears. Yeah, that's right. So it's so... going to be either you or me talking to a wall for an hour for literally the entire lifespan of this thing from now on. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see which one of us it ends up being when we get to it. Um, we have kind of a loose structure of the kind of things we want to discuss on this, and then we'll we'll take feedback to see where people want us to go with it. Loose is the operative word for sure, and if you guys want to hear more about a certain subject, or you want me to shut up about competitive, or you want Matt to shut up about Pokemon, I mean Fakemon, then that's totally fine. We will. Man, I don't even have fake. I I don't even have Fakemon on our on our document this week. I decided to cut it back a little bit because I figured I would talk about it anyway. I mean, so we can like, have I don't... like an entire episode where we just talk fake mom. I'm totally cool with that. Well, yeah, because I like making another... shit up as much as the next girl. Another thing is, I wanted to, uh, we wanted to bring people in to interview, and we definitely could get some fake mom creators in on the show. Do you... are those people? Are those... Is that a job? I think that's a career. I'm sure. Like it's it's oh, if it's I mean, not like it's artists sure. artists that happen to create fake mom all the time. I know many. That's so that's magical. I love that. I love that. Uh, I just I love this community. It's so great. So we're, we're going to be starting right. off with Sun and Moon news. It's not really news. It's more like just us gushing over the new stuff that's been announced already. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, let's go. There was one this morning, so that's like serendipitous that we're recording today, and there's new news to discuss. It's funny because during the original one of this, we we didn't have this information, and now it's like our entire like old file got wiped, and it's. It's got to be Destiny, honestly. Yeah, uh, copyright like that, that was... I do not own that game. My, my, my horrible recording issues were entirely to have it so we can discuss the Zygarde forms again. I, do we have to? Like, the, 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 the Zygarde forms that don't exist? I really, ugh, I just, ugh, ugh, I hate Well, I mean, they block. do exist now. They're going to be in Sun and Moon. That was one of the reveals today. Well, if the date, why isn't the data in the in the game that it's actually in? Then is this gonna be like like the uh, the shaman evolution that was like hinted at during Diamond and Pearl, and then like didn't even exist until the next? Oh, like in it didn't actually show up till Platinum, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a bit like that, except like it's gonna be a whole generation break. That's that's so strange to me. I I see it now, and I. 
I'm not digging the dog, but I am digging this uh, Defense Deoxys ripoff because they it oh, can't man. be okay, two okay. designs further away from each other. Someone did some math based on the stats you can see. So you can see its HP stat, and it's somewhere in the 200s at level 50. So Wait, 250 for what stat? What? Like, its HP is at, like, 250 at level 50. So they uh, extrapolated, and its base HP stat is between 180 and, like, 145. Or, sorry, 245. So Whoa, it has, like, that would a put... stupid amount of HP. Yeah, that's that's that's... Wow, I would I would love to see the rest of that actually. That's interesting. What what's yeah, so what's Blissey's base right now? Is it two fifty five? Base is two fifty five, yeah. It's straight up. It's the highest it can go. Jesus. Chansey's at two fifty, so it would be right below them two. Interesting. Yeah, that's it's it's weird because you don't normally associate even with the legendaries that are really chunky like that, like you you don't have a stat that's like really that exorbitantly high like even even stuff like uh i would say palkia or even like arceus aren't aren't really that ridiculous in one stat or the other that's you well you rarely you rarely break 150 unless you're like a like a really lopsided mega or something like like one of the deoxys forms where you're like they're they're just blatantly supposed to be good in one stat and then deficient in another yeah and those are 180 and it's that that's its minimum. That's the minimum of its HP stat. That's wild. That's that's really wild, actually. But yeah, Core they, Enforcer. They, I love. It looked like they were actually planning to put these forms in the in X and Y because um, the two moves that you see in the promo video, Thousand Arrows and Thousand Waves, are both available in the code for the game. So like, there was some planning as in, there. X and interesting. Y. So as in like, oh, like an X and Y, like like as a as a, available to be like edited for a future patch or. Yeah, well, that they're they're in the code of the game. They're not available, but they were found when it was data mined. So, oh, like, these I see. were planned, okay. but like not, they're not in the game anywhere really so then what's the conspiracy theory that they weren't released for whatever reason i'm not sure unless they're punishment um, unless they're gonna make that again. sun and moon and x and y somewhere mutually compatible and not just one direction compatible and they might have the zygarde form patched in but like they didn't patch in the new megas in omega ruby and alpha sapphire back to x and y so that seems unlikely. I, I would think that it might even be a little bit, like, kind of, like, punishment for people who did data mine the game. Because I know that's been a big issue. When when Diamond and Pearl first got announced and Cerebi and other sites had already, like, essentially the entire data for the game, like, weeks before the Japan release came out. And we were just kind of waiting for it to come out in the States. Maybe that's part of it, too. But it seems really silly with a simultaneous release like universal now yeah this like um it's kind of i just remember around that time when all the uh all the pokemon websites got like dcma takedown warnings because they had the rips they had the ripped sprites on the website that was a whole thing (laughs) which is silly because like like it's it's not like it's data that like you you really can't get like freely like with a google search it's 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 so funny but on that note, what kind of what kind of stuff do you anticipate seeing before the games are actually out, if any? 
I'm assuming that we're mostly just going to see new Pokemon in a few shots of the region like usual. Like, I don't think they're going to get too big into the new features right away unless they have some kind of huge reveal like fairy type in there. Because like a lot of the good, cool mechanic stuff came out later when the games were data mined. Like a lot of stuff like um, like toxic used by a poison type always hitting. Stuff like that was all found out later. And those were the cool mechanical changes. The stuff that I'm actually really interested in um, and they never really announced that beforehand. Yeah, a lot of the, the smaller stuff is always actually ends up being the more interesting type. I remember one, probably like the least important reveal in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for me was when uh, we found out that Mega Banette got prankster. And I was like, whoa, Banette's really cool now. I totally want to use it all the time. And it ended up not actually mattering. But it's it's really funny to see like that kind of little small like not quite gifts but like little interesting quirks in the game that people freak out about like expert belt uh electivire and stuff like that it's really fun yeah like i like i like seeing those little kind of details so like I don't, i'm not anticipating a huge amount of pre-release stuff that isn't just new pokemon which i guess we could get back to new pokemon who else is down for the rock dog because that's my boy i am right down there. for that rock dog that rock dog is my best friend it's so great it's little puppy face uh i just uh I hope it doesn't go the way of Lilliput, but it's uh, it's so wonderful. It will. I I love dog. Um, I like that it got Vital Spirit, and then the um the koala got a move, uh, got an ability that means it's basically, it's immune to other status. It's immune to status except for sleep. But the way he's designed, it just Im looks to imply that he's always asleep. I wonder how that's gonna work with the evolution too, because that's that's something they've kind of tried to do with slaking and stuff like that. So that's that's. I wonder if it's like gonna require sleep talk, or sleep talk's gonna get ignored, or maybe some weird new ability that has something to do with the condition. Because we've we've seen that before with facade, Clefairy, and Magic Guard and stuff like that too. Yeah, so we'll see where that uh, where that takes us flavor wise. But otherwise, they're both very very cute. <laughs> Un unarguable, honestly. I will argue about many things, but you cannot argue me off of cute dog. Yeah, of course. Um, and then we just, um, I guess we can backtrack a little bit and talk about the starters again, because we haven't done that yeah, on the cast uh, yet, even though we've talked about I it. I guess we haven't, have we? Nope, that's all lost to time. Um, so, Rowlet first. so much good content. Oh, man. Rowlet, the champ, the undisputed champ. I love him and his little ball face. Did you see the, um, the, the pictures that were like, uh, it showed that the different Pokemon had, like, symbols on their faces that referred to, like, the classical elements. I didn't, know. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, so, like, basically, it's got the Earth symbol? or Yeah, like, Rowlet has the Earth symbol on it. So, like, this thing is definitely going to be burrowing. Like, 100%. It's going to be burrowing. I... I oh, damn it. I... I, I was secretly hoping for... I really don't. I, ever since Torterra, I've been completely jaded on grass ground. But I, I would love something grass flying with something in the ability that negates it. And I know starters always get blazer overgrowth or whatever type it commandeers for it. But I don't know. Grass ground feels like a cop out, especially for an owl. I, even even something like fairy or something like that would be interesting. I mean, they did three firefightings in a row. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm I'm surprised, but at the same time, I'm a little bit disappointed, you know. Litten, I could be either way on. Like it's um, 
I don't really care what happens to it because I'm not going to pick it. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% accurate. It's cute, but you know, and it's 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 not worth getting your panties in a bunch over. Um, and then Poplu is my child. Poplu is great. I love Poplu. His little stupid seal face. Um, I just want to see if they keep I'm... it stupid, or if they go more the way of like a sinister kind of clown. Yeah, we talked about that in the last cut, actually, of like a like a creepy jester kind of thing, and going water dark instead of or water psychic instead of the. You know, the typical, uh, like, Samurai or something like that, where it's just a, a plain water, like, fighter kind of thing. Yeah, I hope it gets a second type. That's what I'm hoping. Even Litten of... I'd be okay with if it turned into something cool, like, like, uh, Blame Me Out and Pure Ugly did. Like, if it turns into some fat, overgrown thing, I'd be totally cool with picking Litten. But as it yeah, stands right I now, wanted... I'm not impressed by the... I want it to kind of go to, like, Sabretooth way. And you know what that would lead to? Injury. That would lead to a very big, bulky cat, which would be a firefighting. So I'm going to pretend no. you didn't say that. No! How dare you? Don't ruin my idea. <laughs> calling it like I see it. <laughs> God, no. And then, of course, we have to talk about the most important Pokemon. Are we? You mean the, the girl trainer? No, we're actually talking about a Pokemon. Yeah, the most important Pokemon, the Rotom Pokedex. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My handsome baby boy. Do you think we'll be able to battle as it? I'm hoping maybe not for a battle as it, but I'm hoping that you can play some type of, like, mini game for it in, like, an homage to, like, like Nintendo never making phone games apart from Mitomo. Like, it's like, yeah, we did make a mobile game. It's just on this Pokedex. You know? Yes, ideal. What if you could just play Mitomo in the game? That would be way too much for my fragile mind, honestly. That'd blow my damn mind. And I, li it's <laughs> I like the idea of going to Rodom's Pokedex entry. Just handsome Pokemon, cool type. <laughs> yeah, it continuously changes its own Pokedex entry as you progress through the game. Rotom yeah, is really cool. More... <laughs> Rotom is really cool and has lots of friends. <laughs> it's a little bit, like, unsure about itself, so it's, like, uh, it's a little bit narcissistic, uh, just like me. Do you think they'll introduce more Rotom forms along with the Pokedex? Uh, I kind of hope so. I know we did touch on that in the deleted podcast. Um, yeah, I have my two that I've up. been talking about written down. So one was a, uh, a Rototiller. Ground mover that would use uh, earth power, and then the other was a garbage disposal. That like gunk shot would be the better move for it, but gunk shot's physical. Unless they could have different stat spreads, which would be super cool. It would be interesting if they did like a second set of them and then had them have different uh, base, like have a base unique types, stat base stats rather. Yeah, yeah, like I'd like that. Like have the have the the fourth gen set on their own and then having the seventh gen set have their own also um that would that would be a little bit more interesting uh i i'm wondering almost what a because most of these are minus two special attack moves so i'm wondering what a maybe like a dragon rotom would look like and i know we're getting in a fake mode but maybe well i mean hydro like pump isn't so too. well neither is blizzard or air slash but i mean it's it's kind of in that same vein. It's it's very high risk, high reward kind of thing. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it, isn't it just overheat that does the minus two? Because um, leaf gets. Uh... Uh, leaf. Oh no, leaf storm does Storm's that. Too. Leaf storm does do that. I just forgot what that yeah. move was called. 
Yeah, because no one uses Mo Rotom, unfortunately, even though he's the best. He's I... the best looking one. I objectively, that's the hot take. That's a hundred percent true. Wash Rotom huh. is probably the best one, but he's the worst looking one of the bunch. Yeah, just so ugly. Unbelievably so. Sorry, Rotom. So I'll just instead of going over the uh, the main characters, let's just say the professor is hot and move on. Then we can move on to state of the meta. Extremely hot, and I think that's really all we need to say about it, honestly. Before yeah. we get uncomfortable. Yeah. So let's let, let's get right into state of the meta. I guess you yeah. Um. I. <laughs> oh man, it's my section. All right. Uh. I. I have some qualms with the meta right now, and I. I'm wondering. I'm wondering how familiar you are with it, apart from what we've talked about. Have you Have you been watching any of the Italy or UK nationals at all? I watched a little bit of them. Yeah, not too much. I just know that um the primaries on the uh, on on the teams. It's always, almost always uh, Mega Rayquaza, uh, Primal Groudon, and Kyogre and Xerneas, and almost every team has those four. Well, yeah, essentially you can pick two out of the group of uh, permitted legendaries, which is like it, Kyogre, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Mewtwo, you know, the the, the quote-unquote Ubers, as it were. Yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of the teams are, and obviously when you have a, a format like this, your your team is going to be based on what two you pick. But it's it, for a long time in this meta, it just seemed like the same teams were the ones that were succeeding, and it, yeah. it rose to the quote unquote big six and everything like that. And even it's it's funny because Pokemon just released their May like regional like review, and they're not really saying it flat out, but they're pretty. It doesn't seem like they're really happy with the lack of. Uh, combinations in in the current meta so i i think reading between the lines a little bit i i think we're going to see a pretty drastic change in what happens uh after nationals uh after the yeah, season but, rather so because um like it, you, there there were some really unique um teams that you can get with some of the older metas that we've had for vgc like most famously seijun park winning with his patchy risu um and it's interesting to see them try to combat the different things that happen every year. So, like, one year, you could go watch Nationals, and all you'd see is a Kangaskhan and a Garchomp against a Kangaskhan and a Garchomp. So you're trying to figure out how they can fix that. To get rid of the complete overtake of Megas, they tried throwing the Legendaries in there, but now it's just people using the same Legendaries because they made some Legendaries objectively better than other ones. So... I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping exactly. They, and I'm hoping right, they throw sorry. a real wrench into it for next season. Um, try something really interesting. Yeah, it's 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 really frustrating because I I can totally see where they're coming from as far as what they're trying to do. Um, when when you have when you have a format like this, you're trying to draw new people into this. VGC is is arguably it makes ten percent if that of the money that the trading card game does. And so there's not a whole lot of at least monetary backing when it comes to this to this championship series, and they're trying to draw new people in, but there's not a whole lot of support for it because once you buy the game, you're pretty much done, and so there's not a lot of effort being put into it either. You're trying to draw new people in, and they're like, okay, cool, use legendaries, but they're not really thinking about how that affects the format, and I think that's the problem here. Um, 
there's not really a way to solve it either because when we went back to stuff like BGC 11, 12, where we're stuck with Innova or Kalos decks, it, it worked to a degree, but you still ended up seeing the same kind of thing. And even teams that were blatantly creative, like our Inanimates team with Bisharp or Aaron Zhang's team back in 2014, I think it was, it's, it's really... It's really tough to draw actually unique teams while still also allowing new players to come in. So that's that's the balance you have to kind of. One thing that they've done for uh, for ratings battles before that I'd love to see them try in uh, in the VGC format is just one that bans the top Pokemon. So like all Pokemon that were used a certain amount in ratings battles because they have all these statistics, they have their own usage statistics, just cut the top like 25 or 50 just right out and uh, work with what's left. Yeah, you're talking about the usage statistics for the ones most commonly used, the one they post on Goldlink? Yeah, yeah I, I, th I thought that was an interesting idea. Um, I don't know how really viable it is because... Well, I mean, they've, they've done it for kind of a... ratings battles like monthly tournaments before. Uh, I don't know how it would work for like the overall, but... Um... It's it's worth a try. It would be like interesting to see like like a like a smaller version of that, like on a local level, like starting at regionals and then allowing the more quote unquote professional teams in the in the nationals and regionals tournaments. Be, or, I'm sorry, nationals and worlds tournaments, because that way you at least have a I would say a more quote unquote diverse pool of players as opposed to the ones you get where you just allow anything kind of kind of deal. Well, there's one thing that we were discussing on the, the previous version of this recording, and then a way to get new players in is to increase accessibility. So what are some ways that you think we'd be able to get that done in future games, perhaps in Sun and Moon? I... Because you can't make it too easy, or else there's no effort involved, right? Yeah, I, I, I feel like that is really the question we come to as we move into worlds and we're, we're stuck with this format for the rest of the year, obviously, but when it comes to next year and we do have the new Pokemon, do we go like we did back in 11 and just only force people to use the new decks or do we just let it open to everybody and have the same kind of problem again? So I, I think the only thing that you really can do to at least instill some sort of new blood into the franchise is you you kind of have to gimp the metagame in just for the sake of having more people in it. So I there's not really a, a good solution for this right now, unfortunately. We kind of just have to watch and see what happens, just like they do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we'll move on from, uh, from State of the Meta just to one topic that was built within there last time but i wanted to isolate on its own and that is the dominance of fairy types yes so we're like <laughs> it just, yeah I wanna, so just uh yeah so yeah fairies fairies are very very it's a brutal offensive type and defensively there are so few things that can target it they, we were talking about how, what were some ways in the new gen that they could essentially edit the type or at least make it more make it a little less less viable is not a good word for it but um make it so that it's not such a powerhouse at the moment um one that we talked about earlier is 
by making fairies moves a little bit more widespread and having a bit more that other Pokemon have access to while giving it either a third weakness or increasing also the number of poison and steel moves in the, I guess, armature of other Pokemon. Because, yeah, well, the big thing is, like, no one is really stalking steel and poison moves on non-steel and poison Pokemon for anything other than fairies. Because, like, no one's saying, like, I'm using this poison move to deal with the abundance of grass types. No one's saying, I'm dealing with all these ice types up in the upper tiers with this steel move. Like, those are just incidental, right? Right. Well, for one thing, it's because there's not a lot of moves in Poison and Steel that are actually viable. You have maybe Sludge Bomb, maybe Flash Cannon, but even those are very... They're one-target moves for VGC, which is doubles, and yeah, well, they, that's there is not sludge really wave. good. But it's not very sludge, good. Sludge Wave, spread. yeah, but it's 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 not a good... it's. It's not a smart like even on Pokemon that can learn Sludge Wave, it's it's a better slot suited to something else, and that's that's part of the frustration. Yeah, and yeah, Steel doesn't even have any so, spread moves as far as I can think of. Did I did we? I don't think I think Mirror Shot is one you brought up, but I don't think that's right, a right. One of the lower lower steel. power ones that aren't helpful. Yeah, exactly. Like no one's gonna so no one's this, gonna pick them on. Yeah, like no one cares about a sixty five power move with eighty five percent accuracy. It just doesn't matter. Um, and, and, and that's that's kind of the frustrating part is there's not a clear baseline of okay this type should have this many spread moves this many power moves this many 120 minus two attack moves you know so yeah there's I feel like with a little bit better distribution to each type then it it won't be as big of a problem but right now fairy just shuts down anything that's not getting stabbed on a steel or a poison type move which is really frustrating the big thing is um, I don't think they should edit the type chart again just because we're just just getting used to this one but it almost seems like they have to like i don't want them to but it seems like that would be the best option is uh either it seems yeah, like adding, an option um adding other things that I would... poison and steel could do also like giving them another type to be good against so that the moves are more worth stocking like what do you think that poison could be super effective against that it isn't now water is one that water is mind um uh, I always thought fighting would be good. Ground. For, fighting. Uh, I mean, you could even have a relationship with poison and ground like ghost and uh, ghost have right now because technically poison does get into the ground. But That's true. But here's a hot take. Ground, and right? I know we... Yeah, hot well, take, I mean, it's soak into it. And... Yeah, yeah. Hot, hot take, take. Here hot we go. What if we'd completely reset the type and just had three strengths and three weaknesses for each type, because that 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 would be something that could affect it. It would be much more of a, a fire emblem type scenario, but at the same time, you would you would eliminate a lot of the issues that come with defensive and offensive typing that are unsatisfactory right now. Let's talk about a big one. What would be the two things that fighting and ground would lose effectiveness against? Because those both have five as it stands. That it would lose effectiveness against? Oh, you're, you're yeah. talking about it's strong against five. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think steel for fighting. Steel does make sense. I would say, I think normal, maybe. 
Well, I mean, that's all it's Ice makes sense. Now, right? I feel like... Fighting? Like fist... Fighting's good against... Yeah, no, but I just mean, like, I feel like fist Fight. breaking rock, fist breaking ice, that makes more sense than fist breaking steel. It feels like they just, just you know, set that natural limit for it. I understand yeah, why. Yeah, it's, it's just curious <laughs> because the, a lot of the normal types now, it doesn't really make sense why a fighting Pokemon would be good against it. Like, the... Yeah, the, I suppose. The, the flavor they're going in that direction, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me punching a dog it doesn't it doesn't feel good <laughs> in my in my bones and but then yeah I, fighting versus dark is kind of a it's kind of a flavor thing more based on like hero and evil culture that's that that's a whole thing yeah. same with bugs same with bugs against dark because bugs are associated with superheroes that's a real thing are they really is that what that came from that is what that came from i was reading into that kind of stuff um on someone's blog, probably Bog Leech, who's like um, really big in the uh, just general monster community, and I uh, always read his stuff about Pokemon because it's really insightful. Because he's one of those people. I, who... I had not even thought about that. That makes that's interesting. What what's like an example of that? Because I've, I've well, never just heard it's specifically in, in Japan. There's a lot of like old pulpy superheroes that are all that have like bug like designs or bug helmets and um christ i'm thinking like it's stuff like like proto power rangers stuff almost I'm, i have a picture in my head oh i guess no called. that does make sense like like a kamen rider and stuff like that is is yeah. very bug themed that's interesting i'd never even seen i'd never thought of that before so that's oh, the only thing about restricting it three to three is that you get to you you'd probably have to go with the more logical ones and lose some of the more flavor ones which is kind of a shame yeah that's huh yeah that's that's true but really if we're gonna Maybe if, that's if they not, yeah if they wanted to do edits to the type chart then they need to throw ice a bone i don't know why they didn't do that last gen ice needs another resistance it really really does <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 hurting for one right now. Uh, the, I think the steel, the steel week in, in Gen two really really killed it. Um, yeah, but even like, even resisting something like resisting ice resisting poison all might be a bit. What if what if ice resisted all water moves that aren't scald and steam eruption? Like those ones. Does that not happen exception. right now? I feel like it. No, no water ice, resists ice, water. Is that it? Yeah, ice is just neutral to water. That's interesting. If it resisted it and was yeah, that neutral to those one. ones, or even just weak to those ones, like freeze dry, does in reverse, right? Where it's yeah, just, uh, yeah. like um, mo moves with specific, um, with specific like in type interactions are really fun, and I think they should do more with them because that's a way to get around the type chart. Is just uh, giving things more tools. Making it overly complicated though is the other issue with that. Having 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 move specific. Uh, effects is is one thing, but even it, you you run into issues when you have moves with hidden, I guess a built effects is a good word. Uh, when when we had uh, the explosion nerf, it wasn't really a nerf. It was just they stopped doing that hidden thing that wasn't really supposed to happen, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess clarification is is good when you're when you're doing stuff like that. Well, yeah, but as I, long have, as I have can... no problems with the the intent. As long as it can fit in the basic move description in the game's flavor text. Otherwise, then that's when you get into uh, it being too complicated. Because as long as the move is telling you what it's doing, there's no problem. Yeah. On that note, Pokemon, if you're listening to this, fix Curse's flavor text. Because no one 
no one needs to like have that spooky question mark question mark question mark type and have children confused because it's ridiculous. Well, no, they changed it. It's ghost type as of Gen Six. Hot take. No, it's it's still question mark, isn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's ghost now. They finally, finally fixed that. Prior to Generation Five, it was okay. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. Damn. Yeah, this Ignore also they also fixed damn, things damn. like um like faint attack having the wrong version of the word faint because they'd uh oh thank god that was annoying so much oh man and also since they gave more space to things like items like never melt ice didn't have to be one word <laughs> they made a lot of good just engine changes in sixth gen that allowed for a lot of good fixes <laughs> yeah they did very true i want to see more um speak while we're on this subject i want to see more moves like forest curse and like trick or treat where it just adds adds a type a it it adds a type yeah it doesn't even have to like replace a type but it just needs to add a type which would that's be, my favorite thing that is that so it could make something it could make something that is already four times weak to something become eight times weak to something like in theory i don't think there's anything it could apply yeah, to with yeah. the current uh with the current available pokemon but like that's a thing that can happen actually yeah it can because you can uh um, yeah, you can add grass type to a foratrice or a scissor and make it eight times weak to fire. Yeah, eight times weak to fire. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's just stupid. Oh man, I love that. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know, while we're on the subject of small types, let's just I I wanted to bring up one of your one of your hot takes. Well, I guess it's, this is kind of like a warmed over medium take. It's a re it's a regular take. All of my takes are hot takes. Please don't do this to me, okay? All of my takes are hot takes. That hidden power should go back slander. up to 70. Slander. Hidden power going back up to 70 power. Yes, the fact that hidden power is not 70 is bullshit. And I I, I hate it so much. There's no, There was no reason for it to drop to 60. Even if they were going to like adjust the like variability of the strength of IV affecting the power of the move, it's still BS that it's not just a flat 70 then. There's no they reason for just it kept to be it at 70. Part two, from... Yeah, they just, just kept it at 70, because now you have stuff like Chrysalia and uh, Galvantula. Like, it, it's it's really useful to have those moves in that set. And I I just, there's not, re I don't really see the reason to, like, drop it. it it's, it's kind of silly, honestly. How many of your in-game Pokemon do you have hidden powers on? Um, my Galvantula for sure has one. And I think I reset my Cresselia so it would have fire. Um, I mean, it's right now like... I don't have it on. Like, I'm not, I'm not using it on very many just because it, there's no point in having it because it's dropped so bad. Yeah, it's just it's so hard to get. Like, it's really hard to get the right one. At least it's slightly easier, but I do wish that they had settled on seventy instead of sixty. Yeah, it is. It's it's really. It's really weird how they haven't made it very clear in game to someone who doesn't know how it works that that like the the IV set you have is how the typing is determined. But I mean that's just one thing they're they're not making very clear, and I, I actually think that brings us to our next point. Generally making things more clear for people who aren't like min maxing all their Pokemon all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really it's really strange for 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 something, for, especially in the tournament scene, for for a company that doesn't, it seems to want more people involved in it, and I I consistently believe that that's true. There's not a whole lot of in-game help 
when it comes to making stuff that is making a Pokemon more competitively viable, accessible to a casual user, you know? Yeah, the big way, it, it the big way seems... I put it is that if I, with my, like, immaculately made Pokemon but very little technical battling skill, were to go to a tournament where there's a lot of people who are really good at battling and got really used to just the various ins and outs of the strategy... I would probably be able to beat them just by having the better the better IV'd, EV'd Pokemon. And that's kind of shitty, really? And it's exactly what happens, too, because what happens in tournaments is you... you and I realize it's not a lot of the people who are there, and it's, it's, it, it's fine. It, it happens in every tournament. You have some kids who just... They go because they like playing the game, which is great. But then they get wiped by these teams who are... They're, SRing for 31 all legendaries and all this other garbage. And then you have these kids who are just like, I like my Greninja and I like the Groudon that I caught, so I'm going to use them on the same team. And it's, it's, I, I get that they're going there for the fun, but at some point they just got to get super frustrated and it's got to turn them off going to one of these events. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, even like that, when you look at the top players in the like juniors division, like, all of those kids are on the various competitive Pokemon communities, which is not going to be true of most of the kids at that age level. And then you get the ones that are, like, literally just, the, like, the younger siblings of people playing in Masters, which... Yeah, exactly. And dominate. even the kids who win... Yeah, even the kids who win in Juniors and Seniors, like um, uh, Aaron, Aaron Zhang's brother, uh, Brandon... Uh, Babytron, he he won his juniors, and he originally he didn't know anything about the game. He just used the teams that his brother like gave him, and he was like, "Yeah, you just need to swords dance, substitute, and then you're good to go." And most kids don't get that; they just go in they're whatever, but they still can't win these tournaments without some level of competitive knowledge. And it just it just seems silly to not have that available to people who want it, and it's it's cool if you want to do just in game. I I totally respect that because it's it's a it's a damn kids game. Like that's that's what it's for. But to the people who want to get better at it, it if you have this entire hidden aspect of the game, it should be available to everybody. Yeah, they should make it more clear in all areas, and I think they've been trying to do it every generation. Uh, like stuff like um, Destiny, not making it Absolutely. easier to breed. Um, even then, though, like, if you don't have a six perfect IV ditto, then Destiny Knot is not as useful. Yeah, exactly. Like, and most people who have some one items in there, they're is... just like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. And most people who have six IV dittos got them from someone who hacked it into the game. So even then, like, or no matter how many like tools that, yeah. they make, no matter how many tools they make, there's always people who are going to be above them. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, it's just, it's... It's just frustrating. There should be a lot more transparency when it comes to Yeah. Let's move on. Um, I just wanted to do a quick detour into the horrible microtransaction land of Pokemon Shuffle. Oh, this is all you, because as we've talked about before, I, I don't know anything about Pokemon Shuffle. I know the little heads are really cute. That's that's my hot take on Pokemon Just generally keep it that way. I just wanted to talk briefly about uh, the current great challenge running in the game right now. Um, it's called, uh, it's Kingdra's level, and the way that this level works is um, there's a, a spiral pattern of, of blocks at the start of the level that auto-resets every five or six turns, 
So what you need to do is you need to bring Pokemon with you that can delay the disruptions. Uh, using disruption delay isn't going to work too well for you. So um, what I brought was Vileplume, who has Mind Zap, which resets the disruption counter back to the maximum. And then also uh, Shaman, whose Sleep Charm keeps it from doing its disruption for three turns. Um, those two, another super effective grass type. Any of them is fine. Um, and Mega Sceptile, if you have it, would be the perfect person to lead the team. But otherwise, probably just go with Mega Gengar, because then you can just rack up the combos later on. That's all I got on Pokemon Shuffle. We can move on now. This sounds that sounds so complicated for it's a free game. So evil and complicated at all times. So this is we're moving on to our uh, our last segment now. So our last segment. What is, is it, Matt? Lay it on me. It's the Pokemon General Election that ran in Japan. So this is I was a, voted president. This is a poll where uh, a bunch of Pokemon fans in Japan were able to rate what their favorite Pokemon were. Um, generally for the hope of a distribution along with the upcoming movie, uh, which is the Volcanion and Magiarna movie. So this, Volcanion uh, is a funny word. Yeah. It, interestingly enough, Volcanion was um, not part of the poll. He's 721. So he's just not... Like number 721? Like in the poll? Or... No, in the Pokedex. Like he's he's not featured because this is just the oh, 720. I, I see. Yeah. So out of the top like 12... All the, there's a couple of them that are clearly just there because people wanted a distribution for them. So that's Arceus, Mew, Genesect, Rayquaza, uh, Zygarde, who's garbage, Meloetta, Mewtwo, <laughs> uh, Jirachi's at 13, uh, Deancey's at 16, Darkrai's at 14. Like These are all legendaries that are clearly just here because people wanted distributions of them. Yeah, it. it I, I honestly have a really hard time believing that people enjoy Meloetta enough to put her at number four without having some sort of ulterior motive in in mind because honestly if if you if you think a pokemon is cute you're thinking gardevoir you're not thinking Meloetta. you're thinking get out of here Meloetta. i'm sick yeah exactly so uh number 100 which is the lowest that the website i'm looking at goes is mudkip so he ranked up there swampert was actually a couple positions higher uh, the absolute top of the poll was Greninja, who... But that was kind of a surprise, honestly. I'm patting my Greninja amiibo on the head. My friend. My son. <laughs> Good old but, Greninja. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, Greninja is weird. That's, that's such a strange pick to me. I, I still don't really understand that. Like, why, why Greninja? Like, out of all the other beloved starters, even... Greninja is the most popular one. It apparently struck a chord in Japan because this is a Japanese-only poll. Maybe it's just the ninja theme. It's possible. It's interesting. I I never I never really thought of Greninja being super popular, but I guess it is. I'm and yeah, Pika Pikachu is only at number four, and um, which is strange. Both of our chosen avatars for this show, that being Vaporeon and Trubbish, did not rank in the top one hundred. Which means it's a bullshit poll. Flareon, who has no moves, ranked above Vaporeon. Here's a quiz. Name one Flareon move. I, I can't. It doesn't I have bet any. I it doesn't have it. <laughs> I mean, they You've finally gave it, Flare Bl- they gave it Flare Blitz this gen, but it's still bad. Good. I hope it like is powerful enough to kill itself, because I'm so sick. There we go. So, yeah, that's it for our basic... Hot take. 
yeah, that's all it for our hot takes. So we're just gonna we're we're on to the end of the show now. We're moving on to the questions that we received. This is my favorite part of the show. Our absolute and my first question. The first question we ever received for this show is from uh, Twitter user Brooks as a noun, also known as Brooks Oglesby, also known as the host of Post Game of Thrones, a podcast where I asked him a question about Air Buddies, and he sent me this question as revenge. What if Primate... I uh, ranked... would like to just quickly... I would like to quickly say uh, I have never seen Post Game of Thrones, but I highly recommend you watch it or re listen to it because... Uh, the only thing I know about it are the uh, episode summaries, which are hysterical. And I just want to say on the air, uh, for the record, uh, 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 John Aaron uh, Cum Fiend is the best uh, episode summary <laughs> I could ever give. That's so great. Oh my god. Please continue, uh, Matt. All, all, the, all the jokes in those episode summaries that they post are the ones that are directly from, like, they're jokes that were said in the podcast. Like, they're both really, really funny guys. Um, on that note, the question for our podcast is, what if Primeape cranked his hog? And it's a really technical question, because when you think about it, when, a boxer has to, like, have his hands taped into his gloves. And so, uh, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. I don't really think there's any way for you to get your hog into a boxing glove like it's 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 supposed to be folded closed right so yes. he's got to have a really thin dick a thin my, flat hog here. yeah and then also like you're thinking yeah. look at him his arms aren't like super long and his, his hog's got to be on his underside so he's got to like reach between his legs to get it and his legs are really close together so like I think there's just, there's just a bunch well, of technical it, issues that prevent hog cranking at like maximum capacity and efficiency. There is one scenario we haven't talked about, and that is, uh, what if he's only got one leg? Oh shit! The other one's just his hog. Yeah. Yeah, so the other was, one's just the hog. So. Is that why he's so mad all the time? Because his hog's constantly scraping against the I floor. I think that must be it. That's got yeah, he's got to walk on his hog. That's got wow. That's genius. We've solved the mystery. Moving on, is Mew a fucking cat? Uh, can't confirm. What do you got? Mew has some kind of relation to other Pokemon. It's an ancient Pokemon, so it's got to have some kind of like lineage. And looking into mammals in nature, a lot of things are cat-like. Cat-like features are really strong evolutionary features. So I'm thinking Mew is definitely some kind of cat. I'm, I'm thinking Mew is probably not a cat because I thought that, it, and I still haven't gotten confirmation about this, but I think that Mew was only the, it was just like the first Pokemon. It was, or not really the first, but like it was one of the first. And Mew 2 was the one that was born from it. So I don't think that, I mean, it, it's kind of like, like, uh, like like multi-celled animals and single-celled animals like they split along two different paths so it's possible that uh it's cats are just regular animals and mew is you know mew uh so i don't think it's a cat okay um the one the one thing that that always led me into the common ancestor theory of mew i don't know if it was from like the anime or something but the the big hint for me was uh the fact that it and ditto have the same shiny colors and then ditto's are in the original games found almost entirely within the mansion that Mew's Mew is like 
all raised in. So like that was like the first attack. So you're thinking that Mew was Ditto, and then uh... Mewtwo was the second try. See, this is like the third time you've told me this, and I still think it's interesting, and I've never heard it before, even though yeah. this is the third all time. Yeah, all I do is me. read Pokemon theories, so, man. That's that's probably a, a healthy use of your time. Uh, third uh, question was: Is a is this the last question? I don't even. Yeah, know. it's the last question. The third question was. Oh, okay, cool. The third one is from my good buddy uh, Bojack, uh, who is the artist formerly known as uh, Doom Mullet. Uh, uh, is a all electric competitive team viable? This is and, a question uh, that really benefits what, what from us. This is a question that really benefits from us having already talked about it, because now we don't need to like work through every single <laughs> angle of it. That's true. That's very true. It's like I so already the, know the answer to the test. Yeah. Well, I mean, the general idea is you need to have a couple of electric types that are not grounded or else you're going to get completely battled by ground types the whole time so yeah so electros is probably a good move um, yeah uh, zapdos thinking... was another option zapdos yeah uh magnet rise magnezone maybe um was another one i thought of after that podcast ended uh yeah and what was the what was the other ones we were doing i think we were just starting to go with like general attacking ones from there like we didn't stick too much although we did put a rodom form i think that was the other levitator i don't think we ever yeah settled... that was yeah that was the other one i don't think we settled on which one we wanted to use yeah uh but I'm, I think... I'm thinking probably fire is your best bet uh, yeah because that gives you coverage you're not going to get you otherwise yeah it's it's a good answer to steals because there's not a whole lot of like anti-steal stuff you can get on an on with an electric pokemon so you can also do some crazy shit with Mac with Electivire, you know, if you're a masochist. So there's that. Well, yeah, you know, we were saying is Electivire could be viable if you had a good Tailwind support for it. Oh yeah, and we had Zapdos with Tailwind setting yeah. it up initially. Yeah, that yeah, great idea, you. Even though I'm not sure which one of us came up. That with was that. your idea, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I took credit for it. <clears throat> <laughs> so all in all, Monoelectric potentially viable as long as you are off the ground and moving fast. And not playing against a good team. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's all. That's all we got for the week. <laughs> um, I think so, yeah. Give us some feedback. Um, we are on Twitter. I am at MattGCN. I am at QueenParasite. And uh, yeah, send us questions. Send us um, feedback about uh, how the podcast went. Um, on my editing, once I'm done doing it, tell me how it went. Um how we could beef let me know up how much you segments. hate my voice have it have us beef up some segments beef down some other segments uh beef sideways a segment that is a good length who knows i, I i'm uncomfortable with this language so close to cranking hog <laughs> you, you gotta you just gotta crank the beef crank the beef <laughs> god and that is where we're gonna end for the week see you all whenever next time is Thanks for listening.